everybody. Welcome to another lovely episode of Soji Chronicles. I am Nat. And I'm Nikki. And we are here to talk all things anime, mangas, dramas, books, and the in-between. Um, I want to say, just very quickly, that I'm happy that we have influenced other people with their intros. Because... <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, if you know, you know. But anyways, let's get into the episode. Uh, let's start with what you're drinking. Okay, so today we are drinking. I went to the liquor store and I saw these and I've never tried them before. So I was like, oh, this, uh, this looks cute. So it's called the Club Cocktails. And the flavor I'm drinking is the Moscow Mule. It's made with vodka, ginger beer, and natural flavors and colors, which means it's probably hella dyed. Yes. And then it's um, 20% proof. It's it's literally just a small 200 milliliter can. And it says contains premium spirits. And then it's single shot strong, whatever that means. I haven't even take, taken a sip yet. So it says <laughs> the club cocktails produced since 1892. Ooh. Distilled in Greendale. I assume IN must be like Indiana or something. I don't know. All right. We're going to take a sip. Let's see. Mm, tastes like a Moscow mule. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, for some reason, I thought it would like taste stronger, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really taste strong, but it is what it is. Cheers. What are you Cheers. drinking? Cheers. Uh, so I got something solely because of the can. It's called, um, sorry, it's from the Side Launch Brewing Company. And it's a refresher, and it says raspberry lemons, easy drinking. It's about 4.2%. Um, I'm not tasting raspberries or lemons. Um, <laughs> it's it's not giving, to be honest, but I'll finish it. Yeah, it's not giving really it's not, at all. Oh, it's not? It's not It's giving. like, you know what it is? I think it's too hoppy. It's like, you might as well just made a beer, you know, like... I feel like I was going into this because if you look at the can, it's all these very pre-lemons and raspberries and just like you're expecting specific types of taste, you know? And it's like none of those tastes are giving at all, but it's fine. It's fine, guys. <laughs> we can get started then. Uh, so we are going Yay. to <laughs> start with enemies and mangas. And you said you did nothing, right? I did nothing. It was sad. I had big grandeur plans to watch. Um, what's that perverted anime that just came out that everyone's in love with? Mm, I don't know. Mm, I wish I could I- remember the name. It's on Netflix. Like, is it called Bastard? Is that what it is? Is that because I watched it? Like, it. It's like super raunchy. Yeah, I watched it, and yeah, I will get into that a bit. He, he has, like, some <laughs> magician shit. He's, like, a magician or something like that. Yes, that's it, bastard. I actually yep. randomly came across this. Like, I didn't even know it was, like, this raunchy thing that people were talking about. I was literally on Netflix, and I was like, oh, let me see what's new in anime. And this was one of the things that came up, so I was like, okay. It, it keeps getting advertised to me, so I was going to watch it, and then I was telling my friend, because... She was like, oh, yeah, she's watching that anime. And I was like, oh, there's an anime that keeps popping up on my um, Netflix thing that I'm going to watch. 
And then she was like, what's the name? And then I, obviously at the time I remembered right, right now I didn't. But I told her, I was like, oh, it's called Bastards. And then she was like, oh, my God, girl, I'm watching it. She was like, my nephew started it. And then he told me to watch it. And then her nephew was like 12, too. So she was like, oh. when I started watching it. Yeah. So she was like, when I started watching it, I was like, whoa. So I was like, what? But anyways, yeah, that's what I, that was the plan. But instead, when I went, when I went onto Netflix, I just kept accidentally hitting Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And so um, I've started to rewatch that instead. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I, too, have been watching, like, a lot of old things instead of the new things, you know, that we're supposed to be watching. It's fine. <laughs> uh, okay, so I did watch Bastard, as you know, randomly. And I did actually do, like, a live tweet, like, an informal one on our Twitter and um it's really a lot <laughs> like um okay so i'll give you the summary according to uh wikipedia four centuries ago earth suffered a cataclysmic um caused by the demon anthrosax anthrosax i mean there's gonna be tons of <laughs> shit in this um before she was slain by the dragon knight, plunging the world into a new dark age. In the present, the kingdom of Metallicana is attacked by the dark rebel army who seek to resurrect Anthrosax. This prompts the high priest to ask his daughter to awake Dark Schneider. That's our male lead guy, Dark Schneider. A dark wizard and founding leader of the dark rebel army who reincarnated himself within the body of a 14-year-old boy named Lush Renfree. Sorry, Renreen. Um, in the time, Dark's allies learn of his true nature and ties to the calamity that befell the old world. So Bastard's, Bastard's history is a, about sorcery, revenge, and other power struggles in a Dungeons & Dragons-like world. It is a dystopian world where people need magic to survive against the wild beasts and evil monsters. There are four kingdoms, each one of the protector of one of the four seats that keep the god of destruction in stasis. Okay, so Dark Schneider... Um, share the body with this little boy named Lush, who's 14, and he's the male mm-hmm. lead. And then Tia Notoyoko is the um, female lead, and she goes by Yoko. And she's the um, daughter of the, um, the, the I guess, the, the head mage or some shit like that for her village and stuff like that. And he's the one who, um, like merge this kid with this with dark schneider basically and so but for some weird reason he thought like the best way to allow um for dark schneider to come back if they ever needed him was for this 14 year old boy to be kissed by a virgin and he asked his daughter to do it Mm -hmm. uh so basically she's like she kind of mothers loosh but she also kind of wants to fuck dark schneider so you have that kind of dynamic playing out it's very weird and then dark schneider basically like every time they come up with, against a bad guy he basically like pervs on them and they fall in love with him and then he like touches their boobs and shit and like fingers them and that's literally how he keeps winning his battles for the most part um but the thing is i feel like he's not really like he doesn't I feel like he's never actually had sex because if you see the way that he actually touches people it seems like 
it's written by somebody who's never done it before. So it's really awkward and weird and just like a 14 year old might have wrote it. Um, and there's also like a lot of like in, in new innuendos, like where he had to like, um, she had poison or something like that. No, he had poisons in his body and she had to like suck it out. And it's like, he's like, you know, she's like, I got a second right now. And like, you know, like it, it was, <laughs> it was really bad. But this is like one of the best selling like, and like manga series of all time. It has literally over oh. 30 million copies. Is it because, is it because of how fucking like raunchy it is? Mm-hmm. I absolutely believe so. And I could tell right away, honestly, from like the first episode, I could tell that um, the writer, uh, it's Kazushi Higawara. He was also in, like, he used to write, um, I think, like, hentai and, hentai and stuff like that. And you could tell right away. Um, once again, he's 59, but his main story is written like he's a 14-year-old. Because, you know, mm-hmm. of course it is. Um, and, like, there's this really weird theme of everybody being really, like, well, I mean, more Dark Schneider. But, like, the story itself being really, really um, obsessed with virgins. Like... Mm-hmm weirdly obsessed with virgins um and so i don't know and then also as i said like it's really weird the whole dark schneider loosh thing because she mm-hmm. like she literally like she's very she mothers loosh but she doesn't want some other dark schneider <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's really weird like i was just like uh what am i watching but i was like i need to finish it because i started it it's fine um but yeah, I think I like my I gave it like a rating of like zero or something. I don't know. I just <laughs> I just like it was it was really, 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 really bad. Um uh, so yeah, I mean you could definitely take a look at the live tweet. I'll watch that I put up. I'll yeah, mm-hmm. I'll look at your live tweets. I'll watch one episode just to see. Yeah. And like the author's really obsessed with like Hair, like hair metal bands and like heavy metal and stuff like that so mm-hmm. it's like so like throughout the story there are like you know he just uses names of like rock bands like Bon Jovina you know <laughs> I'm just like what, 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 what's going on here like you know, they have, they use, like, Halloween and Guns N' Roses and White Snake, And, like, I mean, there's just so many references throughout it. And I'm just like, okay, this is really weird. But we're getting a part two later this year. Um, I don't know if Netflix ordered, like, two parts initially um, and they just split it. I think that's what happened because it said, like, the first 13 episodes were released in June and the remaining 11 are going to be scheduled for September. So that makes sense. But, like, it's really bad. And honestly, I, like, I mean, I've watched some weird stuff on Netflix before, but I feel like this is, like, the most, like, the closest thing to, like, porn they've actually had on there. Um, that I've seen. <laughs> that I've seen, anyways. <laughs> that I've seen. Okay, so, yeah. I mean, stuff on there that's weird. Because, I mean, I watched that whole, that show, like, My Husband Doesn't Fit. And even that didn't have nearly... Like, I mean, they had some sexual situations and stuff like that, but this was, like, next level. Like, Bastard was literally next level. So, I don't know. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, zero out of 
10 would not recommend thumbs down forever um like okay let me let me let me share some like like quotes from here you were like my father and then my lover said to dark schneider by somebody on here that he literally raised and then had a sexual relationship with um yeah i just uh, i don't know i'm going through my like live tweets and i'm just like why oh yeah and the ending the ending credits is literally just all the girls that he comes across on the show like naked of course they're kind of like artistically covered up and they're all like reaching for him because he's a sex god clearly oh my god that's such weirdo energy so weird like this man um yeah i don't know anyway so that was bastard (laughs) it's so bad it's so bad um there are some things on netflix that like look like they should be decent um that were recommended so hopefully the next outing is going to be a little bit better i will say that we had comic-con happen recently right um and there's a new dragon ball film that's going to be coming out that i think is going to be really good um and it's starring my everybody's favorite delve gohan um so it's called (laughs) a dragon ball super superhero and the tickets are actually already on sale but i think it when does it come out probably next well i mean i say next month but that's two days away so it comes out in august basically and i'm excited i'm very happy that they're continuing the super the dragon ball super like world and expanding it and things like that uh because Mm -hmm. i already have the first part of it on dvd and i've been kind of following the the manga um mostly because i feel like vegeta is owed a win like he should be a final win one of these days but you know he keeps taking the l clearly uh, but <laughs> so basically, um, it's gonna be an IMAX. The Red Rib- Ribbon Army is back and they're seeking vengeance. Um, so yeah, it's out August 19th, and I am very excited, very, very glad at Dragon Ball. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> so that is basically it. I mean, we know Attack on Titan's coming back next year, I think. Um, and then um we know Bleach is back this year. <laughs> uh so it's 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 looking a little exciting like um actual new things that are um not just short-term it looks like it's gonna be so great because nat's about to trash bleach some more for us it's gonna be everything, Um, guys. you know there's not a lot of rukia in the last arc so i don't know what they're gonna do to um expand on that if that's even like a focus because you know they already have that new thing that Kubo's writing where their kids are already in it so I assume that you know Orihimi's breasts have satisfied Ichigo <laughs> enough that he's not coming to his senses anytime soon so you know it is what it is what it is um but you know Aaron's gonna be crazy next year so I'm excited to see that as well too and yeah, Dragon yes. Ball Super. Support your girl. Uh, but yeah, that is it. Um, I guess we'll just go straight into dramas. <laughs> so we have, what do you, this what do you mean like, by you would guess? What do you mean about- by you guess? Obviously, we're just going to go straight into dramas. I have nothing to contribute. <laughs> 
And like, this is gonna be like the shortest episode in the history of mankind. But I it's doubt okay. it though, because okay. we're chatting Cathy's at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. who knows? We'll see. We'll see. But you okay. know, we can give them breaks sometimes. Because sometimes we be we be talking. It's true. Uh, so what um do you want to go first? I mean, I only have two dramas to talk about. Um, I I mean, I can talk about Eve. Cause that's like yeah. the only thing that I that I actually watch, but I haven't finished it. Like I still have like three episodes left. That's fine, so, actually. Like, that's exactly how many episodes I have left of Yumi Cell Two. So I'm actually yes, only going to talk about. But you never, but you never like talked about Yumi Cell Two or like Yumi Cell in general. I spoke about Eve the last time we recorded. You did? Uh, yes. Oh. oh wait, you did. Yeah. You did. Oh my god, you've been watching that for a while, then, eh? I mean, it end. It ended when it ended last week when you. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot ended. that you were watching it while it aired. Like yeah, you, know, you were on top of that. I, it's not like me and Yumi Cell where I started watching season one at near the end of season two. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Okay, was, fair it was enough. a weekly show, so I was watching it weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So like, and that's why I'm saying I don't really have much in way of like new to say. But basically, what has happened so far up to the story is that like. Sora finally knows that um, Ryle is sleeping with her husband and, like, you know, he announced that he wants to get a divorce. And then she is, like, running a smear campaign against her. But then the, the, like, the very last thing I saw, so, like, basically, Rahel kept saying, you know, how she had this recurring dream of, like, when she gets her revenge on everyone, she also has to kill her love. And, like, as her mo- the her fake mom has been saying throughout all of it so far is that like you know be mindful that you will that you're going to like if you're in love with him then it's going to make cause a problem you know yeah yeah because like you're trying to do this revenge story and then she's like I'm not in love with him blah 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 but then eventually we find out that she actually does love him but then it's like it says it's basically with the last three episodes what it's basically coming down to is is she gonna choose love or revenge, right? Um, but I, based on what I've seen, I think he also finds out like they find out who she was originally, and then that causes a kind of shift. The only thing I need to say is, listen, Yeji is acting her motherfucking ass off, <laughs> like. No, like literal chills every time she does a scene. Her and the I don't remember the name of the woman and I'm too lazy to go look it up right now, but her and the actress who plays Sora act in circles around these bitches. They're literally <laughs> cleaning it up. Like they are like the 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 innate power struggle that you see between the two of them whenever they meet up. And then I also because you know, I'm not like I'm not a Again, spoilers in general. Um, so I did see like a spoiler for this for like the ending scene, and I saw like the acting there between the two girls, and I was like, that bitch giving crazy, like C R A Z Y, like complete mental lockdown type shit. But I really am enjoying it. Um, I think the reason why I ended up getting stuck. Um, a bit it's just because I like the lawyer guy more than I like the actual male lead you know Mm. and so it's kind of hard because like obviously she's in love with the male lead is it kind is the lawyer guy kind of creepy for being in love with her yes (laughs) but 
it's still I still preferred that love story um simply because like it is you can really see that it's like a truly a selfish a selfless type of love that he has for her you know Mm -hmm. where he's going to put himself into this into different positions to save her like if it means saving her at the end that's what he's going to do type thing you know like Mm -hmm. he literally got into cahoots and became the chief secretary just so that he could have he could be able to have a helper and when it came down to it and like i guess i basically should just talk about like the ending because i probably won't talk about it the next time we record but based on what i've i've seen around the because i also wanted to make sure i liked the ending before i I invested my time in the remaining three episodes to be honest um (laughs) but fair enough but based on what i've seen um it seems that like a majority of the evil people die except for this one guy who was the bodyguard who ends up going to prison and has to take the fall for like all of the evil people and a lot Mm. of people were like upset about that because they were like oh it would have been nice to see all the evil people go to jail and I'm like no I think no I was like "Mm, no I don't even know how to I don't even know like what those how those episodes killed them but I'm gonna tell you one thing they deserve to die. They don't deserve to rot in no fucking prison cell. Them motherfuckers deserved to die. Because, like, the way they were just all about, like, oh, we are the pinnacle of power. Everyone else is poor and dusty and musty. Like, <laughs> stop trying to be on our level. We're above it all. Like, them being six feet under, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Um, I will, I, like, I obviously, I will probably say what I, ends up happening to Rahel I'm not entirely sure because obviously I haven't finished it yet but I did see that she may have gone like missing after the whole thing and so there's rumors that it might be a season two but probably not but I think Yeji chose a fantastic drama as her comeback because it really just helps you remember like is she a messy person in her personal life maybe but you know what she is a fantastic fucking actress so I'm just saying there's so I many it. I mean there's so many mediocre actresses out there who also equally have terrible personal lives that we allow to exist. Why can't a phenomenal actress with a messy personal life be allowed to exist? You know why. Mm. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's me. Oh, I'm also still watching Orange in the Orchard or an Orange in the Orchard, which is the Korean remake. Um the Chinese remake of the Korean drama, I Am Not a Robot. I'm also still watching that. The next time we record, guys, I'll have my shit. Actually, I probably won't. So next time we record, I, I have, like, a very busy two weeks coming up. But the next time after that, guys, I'll have my shit together. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm your done. turn. Talk, t- tell us about Yumi Cell 1. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I finished i'll I'll start with yumi cell season one since i did finish that uh yeah i said i wasn't gonna watch yumi cell and i did watch yumi (laughs) cell okay so this is like the overall sort of summary for both seasons for both seasons sorry okay the drama tells the story of an ordinary office worker from the perspective of the brain cells in her head that control her every thought feeling and action so yumi played by kim Gwon, 
is an ordinary woman. Her love cell falls into a coma following the shock of a failed relationship. The drama will depict her growth and transformation as her cells work hard to wake up the love cell. So in season one, her main love interest is Goo. It's it's spelled Wong, but she pronounces it as Ung, so I'm gonna call him Ung. So Goo mm-hmm. played by uh Anne Bo Young. Anne Bo Young. Mm-hmm. Yes, and is a game dev- developer who's an engineer to the core. Although he doesn't speak emotionally, he tries to wake up Yumi's love cell with a simple and honest personality. So, basically, the beginning of Yumi's cell um, is about Yumi sort of having a crush on somebody who works in her office. You'd think it's Ung, since that's her male love interest. It's not. It's not. It's Che Minho from Shiny. He is actually the first yeah. to in this drama. And that, I feel, sets the tone for everything that we've gotten, you know, for the two seasons. So she's madly in love with him and he is really good to her. But there's like this weird competition between her and one of her coworkers named Ruby, who is younger and more feminine and just like, you know, those cutesy, cutesy, annoying, but annoyingly cutesy people. Uh, so they're like competing for this man and Yumi's Yumi's primary cell. And so basically everybody has a prime cell and hers is a love cell. If you're really into, I don't know, um, like business, yours would be like a business-based cell, like maybe a mathematic cell or something like that, yeah. right? So hers is yeah. love because Yumi has this goddamn odd idea that like basically she'll only be happy if she's in a relationship and if she finds love. So she's madly in love with Chain Minho's character, um, whose character's name, I believe, no, I, I'm going to actually look it up because I will probably get it wrong if I don't. Uh, supporting. So it's not Louie. Not Bobby, Sadie, Ruby. None of these people. Um, it's funny because there's actually like two characters with this exact name. Um. Okay, I can't remember. Intermission. Oh, guys. oh, Oogie. Oogie. That's his name. That's why it wasn't okay. coming to mind because it's not a common name. I don't think, anyways. Oogie? Uh, no. So, anyways, so she's in love with this guy, Oogie. Lo and behold, this man tells her in like episode two or three that he already has a partner and the partner is a man. So, womp womp. She's all oh, yeah, sad. I remember that from the book. From yes. the webtoon. Sorry, continue. So she's all sad and depressed. But, you know, Oogie's like, you know, all those times you thought I was coming on to you, LOL, it was that I really wanted you to meet my Hyung. Who's her Hyung? Who's his Hyung? It's Oog. So she, you know, she, you know, she can't really back out of it now because it's like, she can't really say like, oh, I don't want to meet him because I'm madly in love with you, but you know, you're not into me and I have no chance with you. So, you know, she kind of like, I guess to sort of um, like shake, I I just move on to the next topic or like, so she can escape because she literally just wants to go home and cry. Um, She says she's going to do this blind date. So she goes on this blind date. This bum ass broke man comes up to her. Who is it? It's Oog. So Oong is a game developer. He has this idea for this game called Bow Wow Time. It's like a dog that discovers shit in a room or some, I don't know. It's basic as fuck. But this is his, you know, his life's work at this point. So he has an office with two people, Sei and Louis. And basically like they, like this is his business and they work for him. And like, you know, they're a tight crew. They've been friends forever. And so they go on, like they meet. And the first thing that like, 
Wung's brain, Wung's brain literally like breaks down because he is so enamored by her right off the bat. Okay, so but um, like Yumi's kind of like, like, because he just shows she's like dressed from work. Okay, she's a you know professional. She's an accountant at a big ass like like company in in Korea. He is in shorts and sandals and a t-shirt and he has a soul patch and long hair. I mean, you know how it is. But of course, of course, you know, Ung's excitement about Yumi sort of breaks down her walls and they end up dating. And I actually don't mind Ung. I know a lot of people out here in the streets talking about Bobby this, Bobby that. Bobby to me is a snake from the beginning. I call, I called that man and you know what you know how I feel about Park Jin Young so I called that man from the very start okay Ung on that on the other end yes he is emotionally unavailable because his literally like if you look at cells right Yumi has a village and basically like even though she has her reason cell and she has her emotion cell and all these other cells like they communicate and they make decisions you know for the best of Yumi Ung's doesn't really have a village per se. He literally has a computer that runs like data analysis to determine what the best thing to do is. And it doesn't listen to his cells. So like his reason cell could be like, oh, this doesn't make sense. But because it's like run by a computer program, like it's very rigid. So, I mean, you have Yumi who's very emotional with Ung who's very like, you know, kind of cold and calculating in some cases and of course that's you know has that added tension and so you know they're dating and he there's a situation where like um you know she'll ask him something and instead he'll like initially like his rational self will be like you know I didn't do this because you know or like okay so Sally is his let's go back so Sally is his co-worker she went to school with him you know, he actually had a crush on her in school, but like nothing happened. And so she gets insanely jealous when he starts dating Yumi. And she's she's kind of like a snake as well, because she's basically like, oh, you know, um, she kind of starts butting in and showing up at his house. And she starts, you know, whenever she's with Yumi, like Yumi comes to the office and stuff like that. She's all like, oh, Ung likes this. Ung likes that. He doesn't like this. He doesn't like that. You know, like those girls who like, they're not intentionally doing anything. Like they're not doing anything overt. No. Obvious. But no. like, oh, I'm going to say she's definitely doing it intentionally. She's just trying, trying to prove like, you know, I know him best. You don't know yeah. him at all. Absolutely. Yeah. And like the time, I remember there's one scene where Yumi was at the office and she's sitting there waiting for him to finish work. And like, Sally was like, you know, leaning over the back of his chair. And then she's like, oh, you have something on your shirt. And she like picked it up and she looked at Yumi and I'm like, this bitch. Like, <laughs> oh my God. She was so bad. But anyways, so he wanted to get Yumi a gift. He got Yumi this really pretty bracelet or sorry, necklace for their um, anniversary and but say was the one who picked it out because he was like so rational cell is like why don't we just tell her the truth we wanted you to get the to have the most beautiful necklace in the history of the world but i have really shitty taste so i asked somebody who i thought would do a better job but instead he just says oh you know i just asked her to do it for you know as help that was like literally what he tells her instead and this happens a lot where he'll want to say you know, the truth and be, and like, it's a truth that I think Yumi 
you know, being madly in love with him would understand and appreciate and stuff like that. But then he sort of like cuts it down into these really cold emotion, like emotionless, like um, sentences and stuff like that, which don't really work. So their biggest problem then is that, you know, he's emotionally unavailable, you know, for somebody like Yumi. He does really care for her, but like his top priority is always himself and his pride self is just really powerful. So a situation happens where basically, you know, he has to sell his apartment because they're not making any money. And um, he... He eventually does, like, go bankrupt and everything like that. But he could not, like, his pride was too strong for him to accept that Yumi would love him instead. And Yumi would. Yumi is a pick-me at this point. She is ride or die. She would have mm-hmm. st- stuck by that man a thousand percent. So, so that, he, That's my man. I'm gonna yeah. stand by him. <laughs> Absolutely. So, like... He basically, at the end of season one, you know, after, like, the highs and the lows, he, they meet up after taking, like, a bit of a break, and she goes there to break up with him, but her love cell, like, literally can't do it. Like, she keeps hesitating, whatever, but then he eventually breaks up with her. And we find out in season two that he broke up with her because he had to file for bankruptcy, and he took, like, a basic, you know, IT job at Seiyi's company because Seiyi and him had a falling out eventually because he picked Yumi right and you know she she was she also has a very you know powerful pride cell so she just stopped working there altogether and worked at a different company but she remained in their lives obviously because they're old old school friends like and I think she didn't really like him I think she just didn't want Yumi to like him she didn't want him to be in a relationship with somebody else she wanted to be the number one woman in his life but you know yeah, um, there's a lot of people who are like that, though, who are like, yeah. you know, I don't like you, but I don't want anyone else to have you because I like that. I would like that if you only cared about me type thing, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, th- but their friendship remains, basically. I mean, it cools off for a bit, but then they eventually, like, he starts working at the company and his, like, you know, Ong, for all of his failings as a boyfriend, you know, to Yumi at this point, even though I will say Yumi is super nuts as well on top of that, because she also sort of like, it's her first relationship after she dated this guy from um, uni, whose name is also Ugi, um, who cheated on her, on her basically. And so she has like, she's desperate for love, but she also has trust issues. So that's like, you know, a perfect storm as well. Because even though, like they go to this um, wedding for her university friend and her, her ex is there. And so she has to prove that she has a boyfriend because people are like, you know, one of her schoolmates is for whatever reason is just very adamant that Yumi is faking it. She doesn't have a boyfriend. So, you know, she basically has... Um, come even though he's super busy he really he initially told her he couldn't go but he's like I can just show up for a bit and then leave and so she ends up talking to Ugi and you think like he's trying to get back with her but no he's just like um so I'm getting married to that girl that I cheated on you with and I just you know I know that you still want me but I just wanted to let you know and so Yumi of course starts lying right right so she starts lying of course like oh i'm dating somebody we're gonna get married next may like she's doing all the stuff and of course um shows up and he but he like rolls with it because he i think he puts two and two together and he realizes who she she's talking to and so like i don't know i kind of think they worked until they didn't but i feel like 
the passion and the spark was kind of there from the beginning versus uh so you Bobby comes in you know around I think episode like seven eight you know around the time when things are starting to get to shit like that's when he kind of shows up and he's like so nice you know he's like the perfect man and here's the thing though they go out to celebrate something I can't remember what it is and Ung is there um because it's Ung and Yugi who you know they're schoolmates they were gonna go out and then he and then Ugi invites um Yumi and then Ruby invites herself because she Ruby's still in love with Ugi because she doesn't know that he is dating somebody and he's not into girls so I just remember Ruby oh Ruby's um played by Yubi and I love Yubi sorry I just wanted to interject that that's okay. I, mean, I love her. <laughs> uh, but yes, I think she's so, so she, cute. I would like to see her in the main role. She's again. so fucking annoying for the mo- for, like in the beginning. She's really annoying. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I, I don't know. I don't thing- know about this show. I yeah. just mean I'm just talking about the actress. I'm just saying that I like uh, be the actress I was talking she's, about. I'm she's okay, but I, I want to see more of her because she's so cute. Yeah, I, I think my thing with Ruby is that she refers to herself in the third person all the time and. <laughs> And she does that like, oh, 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 and she like hits people a lot. It's just, ugh, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, don't anyways, the, I don't know. I don't know anything about the character. I'm talking uh, about the actress. Like, I like, I like the actress Lee Yubi. That's her okay. name, Yubi. Okay. And I'm just saying I like the actress. She yeah. also okay, had a little so, bit of a scandal. Uh, but anyways, ooh. continue. Oh. Her parents are actors, right? I did look her up, I think. Um, yeah, and her sister is dating, is dating Lee Seung-gi yes okay yeah i did research her a bit because i was like who are these people but anyways (laughs) so yeah they all meet up and Ung gets really really drunk and they're outside and like yumi's kind of cold while they're waiting for like a cab and bobby comes over and puts his jacket on her shoulders and i'm like her boyfriend's right there like and this is korea i mean here you know you might be able to get away with something like that but in korea where people celebrate things like 30 days 100 days they have couple outfits and shit like that like why would you do that i personally think that man had feelings for her from like while he was dating he was dating this like um this um tv journalist girl who was like a total bitch and like he was of course the perfect boyfriend you know always you know understanding about her schedule and how she couldn't meet up with him often but you know whenever they got together he would like cook her these elaborate meals and they had couple rings and he was like totally dedicated to her i think that's a lie i think he had feelings for for Yumi, even before he, she, his ex dumped him, personally, um, and so we have him slowly starting to like, you know, and you know, like, oh, they live in the same neighborhood. Let's take the bus together, you know, and it's kind of insidious. I felt like he's just a smarter version of Sei in season one. That's my personal <laughs> opinion. So. You know, um, she and, but season one, she doesn't actually like, Yumi is so like far up Um's ass that she literally doesn't see men. Like they would go out and her friends would be like, oh, the waiter's cute, the waiter's cute. She literally sees like paper, you know, shadings of these people because she's so dedicated to to Ung that she can't look at other men or she can't see other men. So that's how it starts with Bobby until he like, um, until she finds out he has a girlfriend and that, you know, he found her umbrella and all this kind of stuff. And she starts seeing him. 
you know, as a human being. And I don't know, I kind of feel like I'm team Ung and I've almost finished season two. Okay. But I am definitely, I think on team Ung though, 100% for me is team Yumi because this bitch just needs to be alone. Okay. She needs to not, you know, focus so heavily on these relationships to define her as a person because there literally is a scene where she's like oh after her and Ung break up there's a scene where she's like oh what did I do you know back in the day when I wasn't dating because she hadn't dated for like years after that first dude broke up with her and Mm. she's going through her old journals and literally it's just like I'm so bored I can't wait to have a boyfriend oh I'm so lonely when I have a boyfriend I won't be literally like she's going back like three years five years six like (laughs) girl girl what does that tell you that tells you that you don't you need to find hobbies you need to find a life you need to find an identity outside of these men that you keep you know entangling yourself with so that is season one of Yumi Cells. I have three episodes left of season two, so I'll talk about that when we, you know, meet up. Because then I can just talk about the full series at that point. Uh, but I am in an interesting space in season two because it's after her and you, Bobby, break up. And but like I'm on episode eleven, and there's like thirteen episodes. So this the next episode is about. Yumi running into both exes at this point because there, you know, there's been some space between her and Bobby, and um, mm-hmm. her and Ung obviously haven't been together in a long time, and she just randomly, randomly, of course, runs into both of them, you know, within. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I actually, I still like. It's funny that I'm Team Ung because I don't think Bo Hyun is that attractive. And I'm not saying that has to be a rec- like I need it to be requisite for me to be into you know like to pick uh, one of the male leads or whatever. It's not, but he's just really weird looking, uh, <laughs> and he was in her private life as well too. So I don't know, I don't know, but yeah, I think everybody looks great. I think Goen's acting is slightly better, uh, but I do feel like. Season one was kind of clunky in the beginning because, you know, there was like, you know, normally in dramas, there's that weird pause where both people are looking at each other and they have like different angles of it. So it's even longer in this because they have to show what the cells are doing. So it's like really weird watching them like just look at each other while their cells are talking in the background. You know, like, it's it's just kind of, like, a little, a little clunky in the beginning. Um, But they had to show us, like, they had to make us understand how the cells operate. So there was a lot more yeah. explanation in that sense in the beginning. But you get used to it, and it does become shorter as the season, as the episodes sort of progress and things like that. I love the cells. The cells are hard carrying this series, in my opinion. They're just so fun and funny. And, like, it it's easy to imagine that that's how it works. You know what I mean? Like the way that they've done it is just so possible, you know, like it is crazy. My favorite cell, um, in Yumi, my favorite cell is, um, rational cell or reason cell. And I really love less, less cell. Less cell is always whining on things like less cell is <laughs> like literally it's whining on the tree whining on the floor like you know like it less cell is so freaking funny um for, <laughs> for ung it, um i think it's rational cell too 
um i like his love cell in season two after the everything happens with with um yumi because it's like he's he's it's like he looks like a war like a war veteran like he's been through the trenches you know what i mean so i kind of like how funny that is um and his fate cells because his fate cells are literally like jehovah witnesses that show up and say do you believe in fate we believe in fate it's not just fate that she it's it's fate that is the reason that you ran into yumi there's possibilities in that and like and he literally is like slamming the door in their face and telling them to go away and then they come back every day like jehovah witnesses so i don't know i kind of really like those bobby cells are mexican i think um i don't get it i really (laughs) um so they don't have a village they have a pueblo um and they do you know mexican dancing and stuff like that a lot of the times they had a fiesta when yumi's love cell showed up it was very strange very 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 strange uh but bobby is a waste man and yeah (laughs) we'll get into season two next time (laughs) okay 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 Um, okay. if i had to rate season one out of ten um i would give it a 7.5 i think a strong 7.5 um okay that's comfortable let yeah. me see what nikki rated it let's see what nikki rated it you can give your reasons for why you rated it 7.5 oh yeah <laughs> yeah sorry um i think as i said the cells are hard carrying this story um and i think that it the chemistry was fire like, even with Ruby, who I couldn't stand, like, I thought that the chemistry between all the characters was very um, believable. Like, you believed mm-hmm. that um, Yumi really was friends. Like, here's another thing, too. You know how I really hate that, like, in Korea, like, in Korean dramas specifically, you know, their only friends are people they go to school to with school. And then yeah, the go to school or work with. Yeah, they don't have no friends outside of that shit yeah well this is the first time when they were her only friends were basically that those two t- teams but i felt like her and her co-workers were actual friends you know what i mean not just nikki gave it a, together mm-hmm. nikki gave it an 8.5 she would i yeah i could see that she um, gave the story so acting 8 yeah. out of 10 story 9 out of 10 music 8 out of 10 overall 8.5 mm. <laughs> I mean, I would give the story like the story itself is really basic. That's what I mean when I say that it it the cells hard carry this like all of the 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 romance and and anything that's going on. The cells are hard carrying everything in this show. So, um, and not to say that the acting is bad because the acting is pretty good. Uh, you know, even though Kim Go In is mm, hit or miss sometimes, but um. Lastly, I will say though, even though I am Team Ung, her and Jin Young have very, very strong chemistry. Like, I think that they are actually in a relationship secretly, mm-hmm. and because they got real invested in this on-screen relationship, um, from by all accounts, and a lot of people are kind of also convinced that they're dating in real life. But I mean. Jaden's probably married with two kids. We don't know. So um, we'll see see how that goes. And um, yeah. So anyways, uh, the other drama that I had started was Alchemy of Souls. 
And that's on Netflix, as many are aware of. And there's going to be... What's interesting about this drama is it's done by the dude... I think the guy who did Train to Busan. So, you know, it had that connection. Um, Yeah. And so... And also, there's two parts. So the first part is going to be 20 episodes. And the second part is, I think, 10 or 15 episodes. Uh, so it's very different in structure than most of the dramas that we're used to. In terms of the summary, so set in a fictional country called Deho that doesn't exist in history or on maps, it is about the love and growth of young mages as they overcome their twisted fates due to a magic spell known as the Alchemy of Souls, which allows souls to switch bodies. It follows the stories of an elite warrior named Naksu, whose soul is actually trapped inside the weak body of Mudok. Uh, Jung Uk's servant from a noble mage family. Although Jung Uk uh, showcases elegant and grace as a young master, his strong gaze is brimming with boldness. Okay, see, this is a shitty and very terrible summary. Uh, basically, uh, so <laughs> Alchemy of Souls is like dark magic. So you want to know, like, yeah. people are just not randomly just doing Alchemy of Souls. Like, mages don't just do it for fun, you know? It's literally a dark magic. And it the story itself, I'm only like, five episodes in I'll be honest so I'm not like that far in but the story itself is very 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 convoluted like there are so many moving pieces because you see uh Deho in the past and so basically her original body is um not played by Somin uh that is uh Somin's playing her new body after she's all like broken up and damaged and whatnot uh, her old body is played by, let me look that up. I should have my shit together. Shouldn't I? Yes, I should. Uh, it's played by Go Yoon Jung. Uh, and so basically the first person you meet is Go Yoon Jung as, as um, Naksu. And so she is fighting this really evil dude of the time. And like, um, even though they're both evil, you're really rooting for her because you want her to win. Uh, and then so... <laughs> uh she to escape him she you know just does the alchemy of souls is goes to this new body of mudok and mudok is like pretending to be blind for some weird reason up to this point i don't know like that's never really actually explained it's just a part of the story that happens so and she's she doesn't know like who mudok is where she's her history is where she's going she ends up being sold to like a whorehouse basically (laughs) um to settle some some people's debts and so she goes there and she but she realizes like okay um you know i may be in this weak ass body but i'm a badass bitch you know so i need to figure out like how to you know get back into my old body or you know get into a stronger body i just need to get my power back so people can't mess with me uh so while she's at this place you know she befriends sojin from girls day who's actually like i don't know if she's like the head whore or like or the headmistress of this place but she works there and that's her friend basically and she meets the male lead um who is played by lee jay wook um, lee jay wook so yes my honey my honey bubby <laughs> so they mentioned that there's like four houses basically um like four main houses and he's he's like the head of one um and basically but like so the big convo this is this is what i mean when i say the story is convoluted so 
somebody he's the son of a king whose body was in uh mages who did like he betrayed the mage and did like alchemy souls and stole his body and then fucked his wife or something like that and then she got pregnant but the baby is not the actual bands whose body it really was it's his like the king's and so he's like which doesn't even make sense how like does the sperm change i don't know but anyways so he is the king's bastard son but everybody thinks he's just like the son of this noble ha- noble guy um who body was taken over basically and so mm-hmm. his I'm going to say quotes because like, it's not his real dad, but everybody thinks it's his dad. So his dad, quote unquote, uh, put a spell on him that locks his, like that prevented his body from um, being able to do magic because they're like, yes, because his fear was like, oh, but what if people randomly find out that there was this whole alchemy of souls things and he's really the king's son. There's going to be a power struggle and it's bad for the kingdom. I'm like, how the hell is anybody gonna know that? Like, what? How? <laughs> so there's that, and then, but the the more interesting part, anyways, is Naxu's funny. I love you know I love Sobin. She's fantastic. Her and Jaywook have a decentish chemistry. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of on the fence with it. Honestly, I think he's only... I've seen him in quite a few things, and the only show he's ever had chemistry with is um, is when he was with um, Whole Girl, Kim Hyun from Extraordinary You. Mm, I've never seen him... I don't think I've ever seen him in anything, so it's my first time. I'm just he was like, in oh, that there. terrible ass Dololololo Salad Fololololo. <laughs> never watched it. <laughs> So I'm very happy about that. Uh, but anyway, so and we meet the other royal family, like the other big houses. Like, you know, they call them like the four magic winds or some shit. I don't know. It's You just need to know that there's, you know, four, four big houses. The other two are two dudes who are his friends. And um, I think there's supposed to be like a love triangle with one of them. And then the last one is Alan from um, Oh My Girl, who's stunning, but also... Oh, I mean, she's, she's in not... this? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she's also there. And she was actually engaged. I'm gonna... Let me see. So, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be mean. But like, this cast though, other than Sumin, who's really giving no one no okay one. She, that's what i yeah. that's what i thought oh no you know who actually isn't doing a who's doing also like a really good job um guyun the one who plays naksu like the original naksu she's okay. she's actually giving i don't know too. i don't know who that is sorry it's uh goyun jung Go Yoon jung is her full name um she's I'm actually giving yeah so alan was actually her character was engaged originally to jang uk but he, I like, we don't really know if he didn't want her so much or he's just ashamed of the fact that he didn't have any power and, you know, he was just a loser, you know. Um, so there's that. And as I said, like, the story is very convoluted. They show past, present, future. Like, there's a lot going on. I was, like, really confused. Like, oh, she played Yuri in. in Sweet Home. She was also in, apparently she was in He's Psychometric, but I don't <laughs> recall who she was. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
no one knows. So here's here's the tea though. So I was watching this, like, why do we have so many flashback scenes of Naksu? Literally, li- like, I think episode four was the first time that I didn't see a flashback of Naksu. I'm like, you know, like... Well, you don't have to tell me the tea, I already know. I know, but, like, maybe the listeners don't know the tea. So, oh, okay. basically, um, season two is filming right now, and so men had not signed up for it. So people are under the assumption that Go Yoon Jung comes back as the original Naksu and she's going to be the female lead. So a lot of people are pissed. I will be honest, the reason I actually pivoted to Yumi Cells was I needed a break from Alchemy of Souls. Because I was like, I don't know if I want to continue with this if, jo- if Soman's not even going to be like in the end of this drama. You know what I mean? I'm going to go mm-hmm. back to it eventually. But uh, Soman, you, you saw the cast list, right? Like, you saw all the people who are in this drama. Soman is honestly, personally, and um, Go Yoon Jung, they're the only two given in this whole entire drama. If they didn't have such a fascinating world with all this magic and, sh- and Harry Potter stuff going on, it would have been a dud, in my opinion. Because the yeah, acting also, is just... Eh. Also, I, I don't... I think, too, you know, sometimes it's not even just the cast and, like, the world it's also who the director is and like mm-hmm. that claim that's attached to it you know yeah i can see that because it's it's so funny right because i think everyone was expecting extraordinary woo to be lame but it actually surprised so many people and it's becoming one of the most talked about shows as well you know yes i keep hearing a lot of stuff about it i honestly like nothing about it appeals to me but i keep seeing like a lot of people attached to it so like it's kind of hard in that sense because it's like yeah, yeah it's, you know? it's 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 actually interesting to me that it became so popular i like that i love that for parker and ben i think she deserves to have more shows become exceedingly popular because she is a phenomenal actress so i am all about this wave of popularity that she's getting but even like overseas people so like like i saw um the actor for um rich man poor man he like the only k drama he ever he spoke about for the longest time was itaewon was it itaewon class or whatever that mm. stupid show that i did not watch was and then he was like oh he's really into extraordinary woo right now and i was like wow but anyways sorry but back to you and alchemy of souls <laughs> oh well i wouldn't say like i said at the beginning that um the one of the people behind it was also a part of um train like the director is part of train busan but it's not um so this is a hong sisters drama so oh, that's it's gonna be garbage it's gonna be garbage yeah. I'm that not gonna actually watch makes it. a lot of sense because i saw yeah. like the credits and like hotel de luna everybody says the i was shit. so biggest i was shit. so interested in it i was so interested in watching alchemy of souls but the problem is these they never follow through they never fucking follow through nope. every single one of their damn dramas never fucking follows through and it's like that's the worst part because they have such amazing interesting worlds and concepts and everything that they write but then they just never stick the end ever nope big garbage i keep hearing a lot about hotel de luna the ending was garbage as well the the ending was not i mean i didn't finish it because once again as soon as i got to around episode 10 i was like yeah it's a no for me dog yeah, Master Sun 
Couldn't finish it. Master Sun, I finished it, but like I said, the last three episodes unnecessary. Yeah. Um, what's it? The other one, uh, shit. What's that one? The one with girl with Bori that we're watching right now. Um, shit. What's the fucking name of the drama? Um, you like it? I hated it. What was the name of the drama? Korean Odyssey. It's a Hong Sisters. Yes, that. Yeah. Yeah, the only I mean, the part... ending was also not great, but it I enjoyed it for the most part, yeah. So, like, I just recognized that they're just not good enders. <laughs> no, they're not. So, interesting, though, the director who did this also did Because It's My First Life. So, and I did hear at the beginning of this drama that there was, like, a bit of trouble trying to, like, get a female lead. Because, like, Soman was not the first pick. No, nope, uh, she wasn't. And that also explains why she doesn't do any of the stunts, really, because, like, you'd expect, you know, a former assassin to actually, you know, still have some level of skills, <clears throat> but she doesn't. So it's not great. Um, I say all of this, I'm probably still going to watch, but I'm just saying in general that Hong sisters don't, they're not good finishers. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to finish it for sure. Uh, I will say, just to harken back a little bit to Yumi Cell, the soundtrack, Nikki gave it a, a lower rating than I would give it. I would give the rating for the drop, like the soundtrack, a little bit higher. I'd give it a nine. I actually really enjoy the soundtrack. Um, okay. For for this, I couldn't tell you any of the songs that I've heard. And Gummy has a song on this soundtrack. I just could not tell you a single song or moment when that song was playing. It, this you know this alchemies of souls is giving not as talented cast but a lot of budget it's like they threw a lot of money at it hoping that it would cover the flaws well it it's a, it's, isn't it yeah. isn't it a netflix it's a netflix like studio type drama i believe like, i could be wrong um let's see production studio dragon um, oh, Studio Dragon always has like hella fucking budget because it's supposed to be TVN. That's what I associate mm-hmm. Studio Dragon with TVN. Yeah, so it like it looks like um, TVN is basically the main sort of streamer for it, and then like TV Ing and um, Netflix in get the release in certain regions. I guess that they can't mm. directly. Um, wow, that's too, how you so. know I watch so many fucking dramas because the minute you said Studio <laughs> Dragon, I was like, oh yeah, so that's TVN. Like that's wow. wow. Let me tell you as well about Yumi Cell. Why are we going to date still at Subway? Have we not moved past Subway? Is there not any other chain in Korea that people could be eating their food at? Listen, Subway paid a big bucks. They paid a big bucks to the idols and to those production crew. They're always like, mm, I'm hungry. Let me go. No one fucking craves a Subway sandwich when they're hungry. You you settle for a Subway sandwich when you're hungry. Listen. No one's ever like, no one's ever sitting and is like, hmm, I want to go on a date. Let's go on a date to eat some Subway. Fucking nobody. Absolutely I mean, nobody. The bread is literally mixed with yoga mats we they're being sued right now because there's like five percent fish in the tuna why are people still eating at subway at this rate you might as well just be eating at kmc like seriously dead ass okay because this food is not fooded it's like they keep telling you it's healthy it's good for you but it's not food 
So I don't know. Um, but anyways, yes. So that's Yumi Cells season one and Alchemy of Souls, the messy mess that it is. We'll keep you, you know, caught up on that. I haven't, I think they haven't even finished airing all 20 episodes of the first season, to be honest. So I think by the time they do that, the 10 episodes for like season part two or season two, whatever we're calling it, will be like in production or post-production, I think, because they started filming it now. And yeah, we'll, we might, we'll probably get it next year. It doesn't say actually when they're going to be airing part two. So um, <clears throat> it's a mess. Any dramas that you're like looking um i don't know i don't i i I don't know what's i don't know what's on the lineup i'm i am so far removed from anything that's happened in korean drama sphere yeah in the last like two months i have no idea what's on the horizon who got casted and what i have literally no idea about anything This also goes for K-pop too. The only reason why I even know about like in terms of like who's coming back with K-pop is mainly because I do follow more K-pop people than I do like drama watchers, and that's the only reason why I know knew like oh this group released or this group released, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. I don't. I have no idea who was recently casted in anything. Nothing. I do need to do some research though because Nikki and I have a wrap up to do, but. Yeah. Um, shouldn't you guys have already recorded it? She's in Jersey for the weekend. So uh, okay, makes sense. We're makes sense. Monday. Well, Junyoung's gonna be filming. He's actually preparing right now for his next drama, even though he still has High Five a oh, movie and there must, girl I knew out. there was a I knew there was a reason why you asked me because Matt doesn't just ask, oh, is there any dramas that you're looking for? No, she just wanted to talk about Junyoung getting fucking casted. You think you're so slick. Anyways, so uh, Jin Young I should have known. I should have fucking knew. I should have fucking known. Ro Jung Ui has, they are going to be in a um, webtoon adaptation called The Witch. I don't know what The Witch really is about. Well, I mean, it says basically that, um, they're like childhood friends or something like that and she was con- she was considered or called a witch in her past um and he basically it's never about fucking w- real witches i'm so mad i know right it, i thought too i was like oh we're gonna have some magic and shit like no it's it's like she there's like a tragic accident and she's considered a witch a witch and it says in yeah the it's past- usually <laughs> it's usually just like <laughs> They're mean bitches, and they want to call. But instead of calling them a bitch, well, for her, it's not really that. It's just like you know, in the past, she was always alone, stood at the center of rumors, and all she does is fight her battles alone. So I think maybe like she might. It, it's more like she's bad luck. So they called her a witch instead of her being like okay. a bad person. And so he okay. meets her, and like he meets her like years later, and like I, I, I don't know if he saves her or like I don't know. It, it, there's no real information about it to be honest i don't know uh, who ro jungui is either so that's kind of like um she's an actress of sorts yeah she's just an actress she's not an idol i don't know who she is it's fine but that's happening and wait um, who ro jungui what's she been in ro jungui hold on let me pull her up 
She was born in 2001. Okay, so she's 22. Oh, I probably 21. haven't. I, I probably haven't seen her. Oh, she was in My Beloved, Our Beloved Summer. And she was in, oh, she's in a lot of things. She was in Pinocchio. She was in um, Dear M18 again. She was an Inky Gayo host. And she was in a couple mm. of movies as well, too. She okay, was actually, so- mm, she was a kid in Dream High, too. Okay, when Jin so, Young was 19. Okay, so that means that she is somebody who has a completely um, unrecognizable face. Oh, Because what you, just, what you just described to me, like when you said she was in this, 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 and you saying to me that she was in 18 and um, what's it called? Dare M and all that. I'm like, oh, yeah. so she has, an idol, she has an idol face and therefore looks like an idol. So I wouldn't recognize oh, her. She does look like an idol. And she, I mean, it makes sense that she was an Inkigayo host as well. Because, yeah, she looks like, she looks apart for sure. Yeah. Anyways. Um, okay, so uh, that's it. And I'm hoping Kung Yu comes out with something. Oh, and Yunin He has gotten a bit of a second win. Because she's been doing this, these, um, this variety show with yeah, Jay Suk. But I don't give a fuck unless she gets a job. So, like, yeah, if she, she's... She, if, are you gonna act? If you're not gonna act, then I'll go give a fuck. I mean, she's directing. <laughs> Once again, if you're not gonna act, I don't give a fuck. Mm. And hopefully, Gong Yu comes back in something that is watchable. But yeah, you know what? We mm-hmm. should. I should have used the new moon to manifest the Gong Yu and <laughs> drama. That's what I should have done. Maybe I'm so that's what I'm gonna start doing. I'm gonna make a fucking altar and just manifest that shit because enough is enough. Like, just throw us a fucking (laughs) bone. Literally, make make it like a Netflix six-episode drama. I'll be fine with that. Just throw us a goddamn bone. Anyway. Oh, wait. Gong Yu is also gonna be in Squid Game, too. He's gonna be the girlfriend or the boyfriend of the big machine thingy, I think, or something like that. It was just really weird. I don't I don't even know. Uh, because, you see, that's the whole thing, right? <laughs> the whole thing is that he wasn't even... Like, he's only in Squid Game 2 because everyone was so lit about his little... What was it? It was, it was like five minutes. His cameo was literally like five minutes. They were just so horny for this man that yep. in those five minutes that they have basically just brought him back probably paid him like a cool mil or two for them five minutes too and but you know netflix has that money i guess you know they are spending over a million dollars per episode of stranger things while cutting their anime content because you know budget and firing a whole bunch of people because of budget but yeah i'm sure they have you know a cool mil for like five minutes of gong use time because he is basically what everybody's talking about at this point. Yeah. So it's fine. Um, okay. So did you read any books? No. No. Okay. I started reading a book. I just didn't finish it. So I'll talk about it next time. Um, but I am I'm very passionate about reading the books on my bookshelf. So that's yeah. the goal. And I've just been reading poetry. And yes, it's you literally that. not even... It's not even, like, new stuff either. It's, like, old poetry books that I have. I'm like, oh, I'm in the mood to reread some of my favorite poems. Um, but I have I have a lot of books that I definitely need to fucking read. Like, so many. 
not like not even just on my bookshelf just in general like I have I got sent quite a few arcs that I need to get through too Mm -hmm. and I'm just like I've just been so busy I've just been so busy that I just haven't had the time but I love that it's like you're busy with work that's what's keeping you so busy for the most part. It's like your actual job. <laughs> Don't say that. Oh, it's so gross and disgusting. I like, you know, it's Get funny because it it's like for most people, it's like, you know, I'm busy with like this life stuff, you know, you know, either kids or just like, you know, busy. Like you have a lot of friends and you do have a lot of friends and you do like to go out and stuff like that. But it's really just your job that is well it's because it is because like you know usually i'm like working from home so bet i'm like working on my laptop and i have a drama on in the background watching a drama but then i had to actually go into the office for like the last two months basically um every like other week and it's just like so hard and then like like i don't know how people like how do adults do this like how do you go you get up go to work literally work like your eight nine hours and come home and then cook and feed your children i would literally kick i would kick rocks if i had to come home after work and like do anything but go to bed i would probably kill myself not gonna lie like i just i have to yeah, give no, props I, I don't know and shout out to all you people who do that like that is a true feature because like when i get home from work i'm like let me go lay in bed and do nothing but you guys come home and you cook and you clean and do all of that and like the ones who have dogs they have to walk their dogs too like oh my god Mm -mm. yeah i I don't i don't know how people do that like every day i finish work at five o'clock and i'm like what do i want to do you know like most of the time is nap um (laughs) people really have the time to be like out here doing all these things you know what I mean um so I don't know the good news is work has slowed down a bit so I should have more time to be what I need to be and do what I need to do um not so much this week because this week I have um stuff that I have to do but Mm -hmm. which is why I probably won't have i'll try though i'll probably do more reading than like actual watching um we'll see i don't know i don't know we'll see honestly this whole week i did not watch much dramas like i think today i watched three episodes of yumi cells and that was basically the extent of it i didn't watch anything in the last like okay that's a lie i watched stuff what did i watch i watched freaking Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. That's what I rewatched. <laughs> Listen, I forgot how good that show is. Like, I'm just like... You were, like, like a really big fan of it, though. I remember. Yeah. So. And, like, I forgot how good it was. Like, I stopped... I don't know. I think I... Because I don't remember this episode that I'm watching now. So I think this was probably the point where I, like, accidentally fell off and stopped watching it. Um, And mm-hmm. so I just, like, like, the songs up like the songs are really good and like just like this like the whole story like it's just like such a good one like it was such, it was a really really good concept and like idea that the cw of all of all networks really had you know and it made sense yeah. why it got emmys like why it got emmy nominations and stuff 
because like it was it was really really well done it was really really well done like just like the subtleness of like mental health issues you know Mm -hmm. and then like the whole like so like the most recent episode that i'm watching was this guy basically finding out that he never gave his wife an orgasm before you know in the 15 years that he was married and he was so he was so like I have given my wife an orgasm every time. She's always said, good job. And then she goes into the bathroom and brushes her teeth. And then <laughs> two of the, pe- the the two coworkers were like, brushes her teeth? He was like, yeah. As soon as we're done having sex, she goes into the bathroom and I hear a buzz, buzz, buzz. And then she really enjoys brushing her teeth because she's being donated. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like it's just the delivery of the lie too i was just like cracking up just cracking up and then she's like i told you to ruin his life and he was like yeah i did like the sister's gonna get accused of plagiarism this is gonna like the grandfather is gonna get kicked she was like like ruining his life in a fun way not in like a let's ruin everybody's (laughs) <laughs> like around him yeah like, like he's gonna go to jail and like what <laughs> she, like, she was like like she's like she was like um what was she saying she was like oh she was like talking to one of like a republican and then they were like she was like the republican was like yeah it's just like why would we why like it's just so hard to fund inner city schools you know and then she was like yeah like look at this huge party that we're at right now that we could have literally just given the money to inner city schools and then the republican looked at her and she was like i mean why would we do that though like fuck poor people <laughs> <laughs> but yeah sorry i just i'm sorry it's for fine. going on that little tangent but it's just been like because i don't have to like actively like think i just like sit down and watch you know yeah it's like really good for like you to fade in and out of like when you just yes. have the episodes kind of autoplay that's for me yes. like i do that with archer i do that with bob's burger and i do that with exactly. dragon ball bridge dragon ball z bridge those are three shows that i literally could just play in the background i could leave come back and be like and like like word or mouth line for line what's going on because like that's how many times <laughs> I watch these things but I don't need to actively be sitting down and watching it it's just kind of like a comfort thing I don't know yeah I think that's and I think that's what I've just been needing it's just like I just keep re-watching like old shows like there's so many new shows not even just Korean or Asian like dramas in general just like so many different new shows that I want to check out but I just haven't been able to like just sit and like focus to watch it you know I just don't want to I just want to re-watch things that I've already watched and just lay in bed with my door closed with my AC on and listen to sad music you know but Aww. anyways that's besides the point <laughs> I will I, I'm gonna read though because I have so many books I'm supposed to I'm gonna start I know I'm starting um oh fuck Atlas 6 I'm gonna be reading that so I don't know if you want to like try to get that i don't know it's probably yeah i don't know what that is at all it's probably probably a long way it's um a dark academia book it's like so it's a it's young adult but it's dark academia um Mm -hmm. but i'm supposed to start it because i'm reading it as a part of me and me and one other friend are reading it together but she Mm -hmm. had to it's she's canadian like you and so she had to like I think it took like it's taken like two weeks or so for for her to get it because she was gonna buy it. But I don't know how long it's gonna take for her for you if you got it from the library if it's at the library because <clears throat> it's a very well sought out book. Okay, let me 
let's see. Oh, my library card. It's a good thing I logged in because my library card um, expires in five days. So <laughs> it's a good thing that I logged in uh, to renew it online. Continue. Yes, it's correct and up to date. Continue. Continue. Okay, so my card is renewed. So now I can borrow books. Yay. Wow, that's so easy of you to... To, to renew it oh is it like difficult for you guys girl usually i have to i have to go in oh okay that's yeah that's a lot of work so it's by um olivy blake is that her name yeah is it olivy i thought it was olivia oh olivy is what it says in this book here oh uh, um, the whole time i've been calling this girl <laughs> okay so if i put a hold on the physical book it there are um two 311 holds and only 16 copies oh my so God. Yeah, that um makes sense. let me see and the ebook has 162 holds and 18 copies uh so i think what i'm going to do is there are there are more digital copies so i think i'm going to put a hold on the digital versus the actual physical um i mean you know what i'll put holds on both and then whatever you know comes up comes up it'll yeah. it'll be like a while yeah apparently it's like it's like i've what i you know i'm apprehensive about books that are tiktok popular mm-hmm. but i do like the idea of like you know these five like these six members with rare powers into secret society and i really do like dark academia so hmm. you know okay. i like secret societies and stuff like that so okay. we'll see oh i gotta log into what is this the, the real uh, st- anyways so <laughs> well it's Back really funny track. though because like i like I, for whatever reason, like, know my library card number, like, it's seared into my brain. So, like, I, I haven't even logged in, like, I feel months. But I went in, I'm like, okay, I know my li- my, my library card is numbers. And it's just, it's it's very strange. Well, that that's I, how, and that's yeah. how I know. It's That's how I know I've been bad about reading. Because, like, I have holes on, like, books and I get them. And, like... I I get them and then I'm like, ooh, actually, I can't read it right now. Like, let the next person read it, you know? So like somebody, <laughs> like somebody's yeah. daughter, like somebody's daughter by Ashley Ford. I get that. I'm like, oh, I really want to read this, but like, I can't read it right now. Like, let someone else read it for me. And then like, what's mine and yours by Nema Coster? I let people read it before me because like, I just don't. I just I don't know. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, okay, so do we have a like topic? Like, topic? A... I thought you were saying that you wanted to talk about. Remember that tweet that was like, you know, people, white people, be like they don't want to read books with people of color characters because they can't relate. And she yeah. was like, people of color have been reading books with what well, that they can't relate to for years and still enjoying it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we and just talk about how Beyonce cut shit up. That fucking album is so good. <laughs> I mean, we 
could talk about that for sure. Like, we could talk about whatever. I mean, we basically didn't talk about much. So, <laughs> what are you talking about? We've already given. We, we're already at like an hour and like twenty. You're right. Minutes. I think we've right. done. We've done well for ourselves. But like, girl, I literally, I don't know, like. I saw you retweeted a tweet and it was so funny because I felt the same way. I was like, Break My Soul just sounds so fucking good on the album. <laughs> like, yes. it sounds like a next level song. It's a new song. It's a single. <laughs> yeah, no, it is a new song. Like, it's very crazy how it just, like, I know, I like, I'm gonna listen to the song side by side because I know that's a different song. Like, I know <laughs> it's a different song. It's not, but it feels like it's a different song. But, like, I was, like, I saw, like, the memes have been killing me. Like, I saw one that was, like, we now we know why Drake named his al- album Honestly Nevermind. And, like, <laughs> yes. because, like, yeah, he he did a house album, too, but it just doesn't have the same vava voom and feel. And it's not because it's Beyonce, you know? I just think that, I you know what I think it is? I think that because she really does take the time to craft the work that she does, you know? Yes. The Virgo yes. in her. Because, like, it's just, like, it's not just, like, it's not just, like, the beat. It's, like, the whole production and the melodies that she go- that goes with it and stuff like that. And, like, like I literally, Alien Superstar is just so good. Like, the transitions itself on the album, I'm just, like, amazed. Like, so, like the way that when I was just listening to it from start to end... And, like, you can't even tell sometimes when another song starts because it just flows so seamlessly, you know? It's just such a a cohesive body of work, and I love that. Yeah, no, that's the thing, right? Like, it's funny because I did, like, um, sometimes on Fridays I'll just go live on, like, Sound... um, SoundCloud? No, not SoundCloud. Um, The... the, um, Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, know what you're I know. Station Head. I know. Absolutely. I can't even remember it. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I go live on Station Head and I did do, I did Renaissance and then I did like a bunch of K-pop albums. And I'm just like, like, I like K-pop. You like K-pop. We all like K-pop. But nobody in K-pop is really given what Beyonce was doing with this album. Not just like the samples, you know, whether it's a direct sample or interpolation, you know, it's just the work that she puts in to you know excel both production and lyrically and just like and vocally vocally you know like like, it's just unmatched virgo's like virgo's groove like vocally so like it's such an excellent like the Mm -hmm. runs that she was doing on that song I was like, wow, we haven't heard like many singers do that in a long time. You know? Not at all. Not at all. And I'm just like, it just shows how like how much different like when you feel when you see an album that's really like had the time to sit and like they really carefully thought out and worked out, like you can tell, like you can always tell, you know? Yeah, and it's really funny because I feel like a lot of conversations people have was like oh you know like the music industry yeah like you know certain segments are still making a lot of money in these spaces but it's and I mean I don't want to even sound like an old head because I really don't want to do that there's some like newer music that I do like like Gellis can't tell me that's not a great song I'll listen to it every day (laughs) you know and if that sounds like a minute and 30 minutes 
Sorry. And um, Flo's album, I really like Flo's mm. EP. Flo's album is really, really, really good so as well, good. too. So it's kind of like, it's I not even like so being... Immature. I love like in Immature that they have like the, the baby whining. I was like... It's in like the freaking Burt chorus. Yes. The first time... Yeah, the first time I literally thought it was my niece. I was like, is my niece crying? But then I realized, no, it's the fucking song. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's some good shit right there. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. But like they, like these are people who like, look at the music industry as it is and say like no I I expect better of myself so I'm you know I'm gonna get fans of a certain caliber because people who are into flow in my personal opinion are not gonna be settling for a lot of the other things that happens or if you do settle you're aware that you're settling like I liked I'm I'll be very honest as basic as it was ready for love but pink was okay I don't think it's a bad song personally um now I'm not gonna talk about them ugly ass graphics because you know that is another story. But if I, if I speak on Blackpink, you'll probably <laughs> have to edit out this entire episode, like this entire section. So I will, I'll keep it cute. I'll say what I have to say offline. But um, wow. I what I really what I really need I need fucking new jeans to officially debut so I can have attention on streaming like I need to play that song and I'm sick that I have to go onto my Apple music to play the music video in order to hear the song yeah like when I is, want like, the fucking why? song when does it officially drop they, I don't know but they need to hurry the fuck up like fuck what's what's that what's their what is their that band Lisa Raffin fuck Lisa Raffin give me new jeans <laughs> but it's really crazy because on Apple right it literally has so many music video versions of like through different songs and shit, right? Like Hype Boy, yeah. Hanny version. Like, but why don't we have the actual album? Like, where's the actual single? Like, I need the single. Yeah. But like, it's, it's like, there's a, a I don't physical even see album. it on iTunes. I don't no. even see it on iTunes to buy either. So I'm just like, like, what? I need, I want the song. <laughs> Yeah, I, I and I know that there's an album because they talked about how like there's already four like ha- almost half a million in pre-sales. So I know that there's an actual album like that's coming. So maybe it's yeah, weird. maybe they they just haven't um put uh, it out yet. Okay, so physically, so it's gonna be available digitally t- on the first, so on Monday, and then I finally, guess, thank you, yeah, Jesus. I guess you can buy the single album. I guess um on the eighth like the actual physical album and that's going to be the one that has the three songs or four songs attention hype boy cookie and hurt so yeah they're at they surpassed 444,000 pre-sale like stock pre-orders in four days so people are definitely excited for it um we did have the black into k-pop last night and we did talk about new jeans for a bit because you know Mm -hmm. of everything that's going on with that I mean, maybe you don't know, because it is... I don't know. Tell us more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Like, does she have a car? <laughs> no, I really don't know. Tell yeah. me. Okay, so basically, um, uh, I think her name is, like, is it Lee Mi Jin or something like that? She's. Oh, yeah, she, Mi Jin. Yeah. Mi Jin. She was, like, the old artistic director at um, SME, and then Heidi stole her, and so she's working there. And people are just, like, pulling up old things that she said that were kind of giving pedophile. Um, oh. So, yeah. 
Oh, you haven't seen it? It blew up, not just internationally, but also in Korea. Like, I feel like they blew up around the same time and they kind of just fed into each other. Uh, so if you, like, there's an Asian Junkie article about it that has, like, the different things. But, like, she talked about, like, you know, how one of the members who's, like, thir- like so the youngest member is, like, 14. The oldest member, I think, is 18, maybe. Um, and she's talking about how, like, you know, this 13 or 14-year-old has such a great spirit or something like that. And, like, she she comes over to my house and we hang out and all this kind of stuff. And people are just like, why? Like, you're a grown-ass mom. Where's her Where's her parents? Doesn't she have, like, my 12-year-old cousin, love, she wants to hang out with friends. She doesn't want to hang out with me. You know, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. But there's also all of these other stories um, coming out about, like, her. Um, hold on. Let me actually pull it up because I don't want to slander this woman. I, I'm going to use her own words to, like, slander her. Um, so one of it is, like, she, oh, she, um, her IG studio and, and her IG and studio are filled with young girls' pictures and she sent um, one of the girls in the group mm, a photo this... of Brooke Shields as a teenager. Um, or Crystal. She says, she says I am, Heejin, sent a photo of her of Brooke Shields as a teenager. And she, and she liked it with a charm that can only be matured past that the only, sorry, with a charm that only the matured past can embrace Crystal's versatility handles time and distance. Rather than imitating Brick's hairstyle or pose, Crystal can show expressions of someone who is able to feel emotions and mood. Whether it's a young lady, a vampire, or the cute Sujung, she can suddenly become independent from herself. Even if she wears the same clothes in the same place, each picture feels different. And she sent her, like, a very controversial ad that Brooke Schultz did at, like, I want to say 15. And literally, like, mm. the, the tagline was, like, want to know what's between me and the Calvin? Like, her jeans? There's nothing. Yeah, And it was so like it caused such a stir that cbs and abc banned the advertisement oh wow uh, and apparently he jin's muse is brooke shields and so like uh and like but not adult brooke shields of course child actress um brooke oh, shields wow okay and so like and there's a lot of people who are like you can see the connection between you know like the makeup and then also because she put one of the girls in like a shirt that said pimp is yours which is a Korean. And another scandal that came out of that. Okay, so somebody on the internet tried to say it's a Black-owned business, but it's not. It's a it's a Korean person pretending to be Black while managing this business that sells shirts oh like this. Oh my goodness. Yes. So there's an added like drama there. Um, and then, yeah, so a lot of people, like myself included, um, <clears throat> oh, there's more. So basically, they're saying that um, she used influences from this, I think it's a film called Histoire de Melody Nelson, which is, um, its narrative follows an illicit romance which develops between the middle-aged narrator and 15-year-old girl Melody Nelson. Um, And this was released like 1971. And basically, he like, he's like hanging out and he re- like runs into this like 15 year old girl who's riding a bicycle and falls in love with her. Um, and so like, they're saying that basically she's using like their, and, and he got the influence for this story from Lolita. So there's like this influence from it. And like, there's even this scene where like, she's there's a picture of like, I don't know if it's melody or somebody who's like a child, clearly looking like a heart shaped red lollipop. And that is actually in the MV. Like, like, 
one of the girls is licking one of those lollipops as well. So, like, people are just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I actually didn't have a problem with the MV until I heard about Heejin. Like, Heejin is what I'm not, I don't think I've actually watched the MV. Like, I've just listened to the songs. <laughs> oh, so she actually was in charge, I guess, of NCT's fire truck MV, where a young girl is being shot at in the face with super soakers from the Ooh, okay NCT. there's a lot going on here <laughs> yeah this is literally like i'm looking at an article on panchoa that's like a dump of like all the weirdly weird fucking shit going on with this hejin lady and with um the the members of new jeans so yeah that's the scandal with new jeans um i mean i like attention I thought the song was refreshing. I mean, we talked about it when it came out. We both liked it. But as I said, like, yeah. my only issue is Heejin. Like, it has nothing to do with the girls or the music they put out. But Heejin is also their, like, she's, this is from her subsidiary company, right? Under Hype. So, yeah. I, know. I mean, that's a lot. That's a mm-hmm. lot and a lot to get through. So, any last words before we go? Um... Stream I mean, that's the only thing to say at this yes. point. You know, um, just listen to the greatest album drop in the, this year for sure. Uh, but <laughs> for sure, like I doubt, like there's no way anyone is topping what was released. And like, I'm not even saying that as like some psych, like some psycho beehive member. You know, I just like, like. It's really good. Like it's a really good mm. fun album. And that tweet that was like, you know, Boo. talking about this, you know, tomato, dance tomato, music and dance music and stuff. Like fuck off. Fuck tomatoes. Throwing tomatoes. Boo. Like shut up. You want you want fucking Negro spiritual? But she had Go that whole like write it yourself. Like um, screw like, you. Black is king. Yeah, well, and the gift, right? Like she did that. Black is king. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and they were. And they were all like, oh, she's um what she's fake, she's this. They literally they was mad when she did that, mad when she didn't. So fuck it. Fuck it. The one comment I have to say though is that Virgos do not deserve Virgos groove. Should not have been called Virgos groove. It should literally any other sign in the world deserved Virgo's group. I don't care that Beyonce is a Virgo. She's the only good Virgo. I have a Virgo and Zendaya, moon, so I'm accepting I, I of think Virgo's Zendaya. I'm pretty sure Zendaya is a Virgo. It's fine. But, you know, you know what? You know what? You have a Virgo moon. It makes so much sense on why we get along. But anyways... <laughs> I, Thank you, you guys for listening. You can find you can us. Email us at sojuchronicles at gmail.com. And our podcast can be listened to on basically every streaming site that you can think of. So, yeah, thank you so much for giving us your time. We hope you enjoy it. If you have any, you know, thing that you'd like us to discuss, because clearly we're open to anything, you can just reach out to us and let us know, and we will likely put it on the show. All right. Good night. Bye. Yeah. Bye.